0: Welcome in everybody to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast as always. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louie DiBiase here joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform or on LockdownEagles.com to get four to six episodes a week downloaded into your phone. And we're always talking birds after the show as well at DiBiase LOE at LockdownBirds. Gino Camilleri is at Gino underscore LOE. And Lars is at Lars Lewis 12 We're going to get into special teams today. It's a position that uh, a unit, I should say, that normally is really good for the eagles and there was a big stretch there where it was winning games for this team it was bailing out an inconsistent offense and inconsistent defense i think a lot of that chip kelly era where the return teams punt team uh, kick team you know blocking punts blocking field goals this was a special teams unit that would bail out inconsistent units on offense and defense you know again especially in the chip kelly era so i want to get into today specifically the returners punt returners, kick returners, who are going to be the returners for the Eagles in 2020. It's a position that really has not been a strong suit of the team, I would say, in the last five years, really uh, specifically talking about the Doug Peterson era. So that's what we're going to get into on today's edition of the podcast. But before we get into that, LaShawn McCoy signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm bummed. I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. I really wanted this reunion to happen with the Eagles. I think he can still play. You guys know you've heard probably four different times in this episode. I've gotten deep into why. I think this guy can still play. I think he was super efficient when he got a lot of touches with the Chiefs last year the first eight weeks of the season. Then he had fumbling issues, and I think Andy Reid, Kansas City, they wanted to go in another direction. But for what the role the Eagles were going to ask of him to be, the uh, backup of Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, to be that veteran backup presence to help these young guys and at the same time come in in certain spots, I think he'd be able to make plays on the field and be a really perfect role model to a guy like Miles Sanders who's so similar to McCoy in his play style and honestly the same thing uh, with Boston Scott so the fact that he signed with Tampa Bay Obviously, not the end of the world. It shows that the Eagles are confident in their young trio of Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Corey Clement. They did reportedly have interest, but probably not enough to offer uh, any sort of real money. They're comfortable with Sanders, Scott, Clement, and then, you know, Michael Warren, Andre Killings, Elijah Holyfield, those three uh, rookies and second year players battling for the fourth and final running back spot on the 53-man roster. So I'm bummed I really wanted this. Just as a fan, you know, it'd be great to see number 25 again. Nobody's worn 25 since LaShawn McCoy was traded in 2015 uh, by Chip Kelly. It'd be cool to see him reunite with Deshaun Jackson to play with Carson Wentz and I just love mixing eras of Eagles football. It's why I loved Jackson coming back and seeing Carson Wentz throw to Deshaun when you saw Donovan McNabb throw to Jackson in 2008, 2009, you know, Michael Vick in 2010 to 2013, Nick Foles, and now Carson Wentz. I think it's a really cool uh, concept of mixing different eras of Eagles football. Uh, Of course, they need to be able to play, but again, I think McCoy, me more than many, I think McCoy can still play. I think Tampa Bay is getting a really good veteran running back that's really going to help that backfield that is uh, pretty thin. There was a report that he chose Tampa Bay over Philadelphia. I think it was John Clark of NBC Philly that said McCoy knew there was interest from the Eagles, but ultimately chose Tampa. I don't know if it was just the way that the tweet was worded, but I've also seen other reports that kind of insinuated the same thing, that it was McCoy's decision between Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, and some other options that he chose the Buccaneers. I'm sure he chose the Buccaneers of the options he had, Um, When it comes to also the money, though, the the options he had at a certain floor of money. Playing with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, that team with Bruce Arians as head coach, they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFC this year, if you ask me. So yeah, I think of the options he had, I'm sure he chose Tampa Bay. I don't think the Eagles were a realistic choice. I'm sure the Eagles, yeah, they did have interest. They had interest in him, Devonta Freeman, Carlos Hyde, but... Again, I don't think they wanted to offer him any money. So McCoy, I think of the options he had with at least a certain floor of money in the offer, yeah, he chose Tampa there. I don't think the Eagles met those requirements. I don't think they were legitimately in the running because, again, I don't think they wanted to offer him any sort of guaranteed money. Because McCoy, I mean, let's... Let's remember, all offseason long, this has been a guy that has tried to speak this reunion into existence. He, on an interview with Peter King of Sports Illustrated, with Deshaun Jackson on Instagram Live, multiple times through the media on his own social media platforms, responding to Jalen Mills, asking McCoy, you still trying to win a championship on Twitter? And McCoy says, of course. You know, hell yeah. He tried to get to Philadelphia. He wanted to end his career in Midnight Green. He even said that. He said that he was willing to accept a backup role behind a young, up-and-coming star running back that was clearly talking about Miles Sanders. There's no way if Tampa Bay and Philadelphia were offering him anything close to the same amount of money, that he would have chose Tampa. So that part of the signing, that part of the report, I don't buy at all. McCoy, good luck in Tampa Bay. Man, I wish he was going to be a midnight green this year, but we move forward and I'm very confident, as you guys know, in the trio of running backs they have with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Corey Clement. All right, coming up next on this edition of Lockdown Eagles, who are going to be the kick returners and the punt returners for the Eagles in 2020? That's coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. Today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by RockAuto.com. If you're like me, I don't know, I'm not a big cars guy. I want a car to get me from point A to point B. I want it to be able to give me Bluetooth. I want to be able to use my phone inside. I want it to smell nice. I like that new car smell. But outside of that, not really a big car guy. Don't want to have to deal with a lot of repairs and, you know, a big headache and a hassle. I'm just not really into it. I want to be as quick and painless with my car as possible and that's where rockauto.com comes in you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket it's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years and if you go to rockauto.com the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers you can find everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door go Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down on" in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Alright Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Thanks for tuning in. So we're getting now into some special teams talk. I know that doesn't happen a lot on this podcast, but we got to get into who are going to be the punt returners in 2020 and who are going to be the kick returners. Last year they finally got a few big returns out of a player, right? You remember specifically the Green Bay Packers Thursday night football game, week 4, the Eagles are one and two. They're down 10 to nothing. They need a spark. Their offense is struggling, their defense is struggling. Miles Sanders returns a kick all the way to the opposing 30-yard line and that propelled the Eagles into taking eventually a 14 to 10 lead and they win that game and honestly save the season because we all know how the whole roller coaster of a 2019 season went. If they lose that game and they drop to one and three, I'm not sure if they come back from that. So we saw the return game kind Kind of save them like it did back in the old days, and unfortunately the old days is the early 2010s, right, with Deshaun Jackson from 2008 to 2000, I would say, 2000, at least till 2011 before he stopped returning kicks, and then you look at the Chip Kelly era, right, 2013 to 2015, the Eagles special team unit, not just the return game, but uh, the punt blocks, the kick blocks, you know, this special teams, when the offense was struggling, I look specifically at 2014, the offense was putting up a lot of yards but there were times where there was a lot of turnovers. Um, They were driving down the field but just not finishing. The defense still gave up big play after big play with Kerry Williams at cornerback and Bradley Fletcher. right? So both sides, both units, offense and defense, both main units, were inconsistent. But when Darren Sproles brings back a punt return to the house every couple weeks and Trey Burton or Chris Maragos blocks a punt you know every couple weeks and you're scoring so consistently on special teams, the 2014 Eagles special teams unit was one of the best in NFL history. And they were winning games because of that. What did they start that year? Uh, they were incredible. What were they, 5-1 and one the first six weeks of the season? You had like kick return touchdowns by Chris Polk, uh, Josh Huff against Tennessee. So you had that consistently for a long time, for the first five years of this decade. And really since then, since Doug Peterson took over, you haven't really had that, right? Who was the last consistent returner that constantly gave you good field position? Because Darren Sproles, he's had injury issues since Doug Peterson came in as head coach in 2016. So Darren Sproles, although you've had him since 2016, you really he hasn't given you that spark as a punt returner. Maybe Kenyon Barner, right, in 2017. This year they finally have a lot of options that present a lot of upside in the punt return game and in the kick return game. When you look at specifically the wide receiver depth chart and running back, you've got guys like Boston Scott Adrian Killens, who can flat-out fly. I don't know, and this is a rookie, undrafted rookie out of UCF, out of Central Florida, if you're not familiar. This guy can run. I don't know if he can do anything else as a running back. I don't think he's going to make the roster in front of, um, you know, of course you got Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement. Those are your top three, all with return um, experience. Corey Clement maybe not as ideal as Sanders and Scott in the return game. Right, Clement's got his chances really did not do well in the punt return game, especially in 2018 when he got a lot of chances. He had a lot of fumbles that year. You know, Boston Scott, he'll get return duties as well, but Michael Warren I think is also a favorite to make the roster over Killens as well as Elijah Holyfield. But Killens, I mean, this guy, if he, if he can do one thing, it is flat-out fly. I mean, he can really run. So he has experience in the return game. Like I said, Sanders does, Scott, Clement. You look at the receiving core, Jalen Rager ton of experience returning kicks at TCU. Same with John Hightower, Quez Watkins. These are guys that have taken kicks back to the house before. So you have, at least in all the names I mentioned there, options you have one, two, three, four. I mean 6, six return options that they really haven't had in the past. And again, the return game used to be something the Eagles could rely on. Not only just, you know, I know I've mentioned 2013 to 2015, right? The likes of Chris Polk, uh, Josh Huff. Darren Sproles, you know, Kenyon Barner, then a couple years later. But even back in you know 2008 to 2010, Deshaun Jackson is one of the most efficient punt returners of all time. The Eagles have had, in the last decade, two of the best returners to ever do it, with Jackson and with Sproles. So I think now, while, yeah, I don't think Deshaun's going to be an option this year, and while maybe Adrian Killens doesn't make the roster, maybe John Hightower or Quez Watkins don't stay in the roster all year, I think when you combine the abilities of Scott, Clement, you know Sanders and Jackson in certain spots, Killens, Rager, Hightower, Watkins, at least they have options, right? There's not a lot of you know, sure fire, you know what you've gotten them in the return game kind of options, but you have a lot of talent, you have a lot of explosiveness, and you have a lot of experience at least at the college level with these guys in the return game. Louis DiBiase here joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Coming up next, will Deshaun Jackson be an option? I know I kind of just said he won't be somebody they rely on a lot because of all the other options they have with players that will be backups. right? You don't want to expose Deshaun to a lot of injuries this year or at least put him in situations where he's more prone to get hurt. But will he be used at all? In that area. Last year, you didn't get a chance to see if he would be used as a returner because he got hurt right after the season opener. So we'll get into that coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: All right, let's continue on with this special teams talk on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. So I'm really excited in 2020. I think the Eagles finally have uh, some real options in the return game. You've seen Jalen Rager, John Hightower, Quez Watkins. They've all taken balls to the house in the punt return game in the kick return game at the college level. You've seen the same thing with Adrian Killens, although I think he's a long shot to make the roster. And also at at running back, I mean, Boston Scott, I know he's going to be RB2, but I'm very confident in his ability as a punt returner or a kick returner. You know, Miles Sanders, I don't think he'll be used a lot in that area since he's going to be apparently the workhorse running back in the backfield. Even Corey Clement, if it all comes down to it, and although Clement I don't think is great in the return game, I think that's something he should really uh, focus on improving because that's the way he really sticks on this roster. Again, Clement I think is a lock right now to be RB3 based on the, the depth chart, the players they have, the options they have, but... Keep in mind they were interested in Carlos Hyde, they were interested in Devonta Freeman, they even offered Freeman a contract, they were off they were interested in LaShawn McCoy. So Clement, while he's here, and this team, I think, has a certain amount of belief in him, especially Deuce Staley and Doug Peterson, they've seen it on the highest level in the Super Bowl. For Clement to make sure he's on this roster throughout the entire season, of course, number one, he's got to stay healthy, and we've talked about that a lot on the show. But if he can get better in the return game, that's a way for this organization to trust you even more because, again, it's wide open. In the punt return game, in the kick return game, this team needs help there. Again, they have not been able to make big plays in that area outside of Miles Sanders once or twice last year since Darren Sproles in 2014, 2015. I mean, again, I've, I've mentioned Kenyon Barner in 2017, but even Barner, like they, he didn't take kicks to the house. So this year they have the explosive ability to really do some damage in this area. And Clement's a guy that, Again, he presents that. I mean, you would hope your RB3 that can catch passes out of the backfield, you would hope he could also uh, return kicks. So we mentioned Rager. I think he's definitely an option. Right now, I would guess. Here's my prediction for the return game. I think Jalen Rager is your main punt returner. I think Boston Scott and John Hightower are your two kick returners. I'd also love to see... The Lou and Gino brand at kick returner, I'd love to see Quez Watkins also get uh, some looks there because with Alshon Jeffrey likely to be on the PUP list to start uh, the regular season and miss the first six weeks, I think Hightower and Watkins are going to be on this roster. So I'd love to see uh, Watkins also split time at kick returner, make sure Boston Scott's healthy because he's going to get a lot of touches on this offense. So I'd love to see Quez in there as well. But my initial prediction right now would be Rager at punt returner, Boston Scott, John Hightower at kick returner. And that's a lot of speed. That's a lot of excitement. I think you're going to get some splash plays in this area in 2020. And we mentioned Corey Clement. uh, We mentioned Adrian Killens and all these other backups that are options in the return game this year. But the Eagles do have on the roster still one of the most explosive punt returners in NFL history in Deshaun Jackson. Will he be an option this year? Will he even be used in that area? He really hasn't been since... The Miracle in the New Meadowlands in 2010, and even in 2010, they kind of moved away from using Jackson as a punt returner because he emerged as the Eagles' top wide receiver because he was used in that role a lot. In 2008, 2009, he was doing significant damage as a returner. But he's a smaller guy, right? He's under 6 foot, under 170 pounds. They want to keep him healthy. He's had injury issues his entire career. So while I think this year, especially at 34 years old, they need Deshaun as a receiver. Especially now with Marquise Goodwin opting out, they cannot afford to lose Jackson. And if you imagine Jeffries on the PUP list, and he misses the first six weeks of the season, Deshaun is your only proven veteran receiver that's done anything for more than one season in the NFL. So you need him at wide receiver, badly, and I understand that. I do wonder, however, if it's in a big spot like in 2010 against the New York Giants where time's about to expire, you have an opportunity for one more return, then I can see Jackson being used in the return game. Again, I don't think it's going to be some consistent thing. I think last year, even if Jackson did not get hurt after week one, I don't think you would have seen him a lot. In the return game but I think that injury also shows you can't use Jackson a lot in this area you need to be able to rely on young guys like Rager, Scott, Hightower Watkins, Clement in this area because you need Jackson to stay healthy you need him on offense so while I think they could use him in certain spots if they just need a play in the return game if their offense is doing nothing if their defense is doing nothing and you just need a spark then I think it'd be awesome The nostalgic factor, I'd love to see Deshaun Jackson fielding punts again, but I don't think it's going to be something you can rely on consistently in 2020. You need him to be healthy, and especially after the biggest injury of his career one year ago at 34 years old, considering the situation they're in at wide receiver you need Deshaun Jackson healthy on offense in 2020. Louis DiBiase here joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform. Also on LockdownEagles.com. And if you could, follow me on Twitter at DiBiaseLOE. The show page is at LockdownBirds and Gino is at Gino underscore L-O-E. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go birds.